Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from San Francisco, California. Welcome to the show, Stephanie Boldrini. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you here. Stephanie, like me, you come from a tech background and would love for you to share your story about how you got into this world of real estate investing from a technology background. Absolutely, Victor. So I have been working in tech sales for quite a few years uh, here in Silicon Valley. And after you are here for a few years, you start looking into angel investing because the startup world just starts growing on you and you start to get so excited about what's possible. And um, after investing in a handful of startups and at the same time having a very close friend who has been a real estate investor for over 20 years, it was very, very clear that real estate is a much better form of investment, <laughs> at least comparing with startups, with the least amount of risks, much higher potential return, and incredible tax breaks. And so that's how I, I decided to drop angel investing and focus on real estate full-time. If I can use the baseball analogy, it's a little bit like the baseball team that is always swinging for the fences. They'll only swing if they can hit a home run. And if you know anything about baseball, teams that try and do that lose every game because games are won not just with home runs, but you need a lot of singles, doubles, and triples. And in real estate, you can hit a lot of singles. You can hit at the occasional home run, but if you're in the world of tech, if you're in the world of startups, it's either a home run or nothing. Absolutely. Uh, that's a great analogy. And especially as an angel investor, so you are basically taking the highest amount of risk because these startups are at the earliest stage. And not only they're most likely going to fail, even if you end up hitting a, a potentially good startup, not only do you need to have that additional amount of funding to continue the percentage that you own of that startup in future investments, but also the venture capitalists, they, when they come in, they set the rules. And many times they can completely disregard the angel investors and prioritize their money when the startup does end up exiting. And sometimes they, they request to X <laughs> for themselves first before even the angel investor gets paid. So it's it was fascinating to learn all of that. Yeah, that's absolutely a very good point. You know, one of the structures that they put in place, they call it pay to play, which means if you're an angel investor, you have to invest alongside the venture capitalist in that subsequent round in order to be on the same terms with them. If they even allow you to play in that round, otherwise you get diluted. They'll issue a new class of shares. They'll issue preference shares uh, that dilute the common shares that dilute the shareholders that came before them unless they pay to play. Exactly. And as some people may have already heard, 100K buys you 100K worth of startup, right? And in real estate, 100K can buy up to 500,000 in, <laughs> in real estate. And so that plus this fact as well is another point to look at. Yeah, I love that. You were in MondoDB, if I remember correctly, and that was a company that was actually successful. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So from the beginning, 
all of the employees there were incredible. And that is a key metric if you are going to end up investing in startups. Having an incredible team has been the the trend for the successful startups. And every single member of the company was top-notch. We would all work with each other again. Uh, The company today is still losing money. They're public. Uh, I, I... Cannot explain how they're worth $8 billion in the public market, but um, having a team is very important and the team must be world-class. Absolutely. So you've transitioned out of tech into the world of real estate investing. What's your specialty now? So I was mentored by my friend for a couple of years in the retail world. And after going into this full-time and doing even more research, I decided to focus on self-storage because it is quote-unquote recession resistant. So those are the properties that we have been looking at. I love that. And is that local? Is it uh, California? Is it nationwide? What's the play? Definitely not in California. (laughs) Uh, We have quite a few MSAs in mind all over the U.S., One of the things that uh, I see about the storage industry is it's obviously attracted a lot of investment. Uh, A lot of people are attracted by the fact that you don't have the traditional tenants and toilets to worry about. You're storing people's stuff, but you're not dealing necessarily with all of the same issues that you are with a traditional landlord-tenant type relationship. And so that's attracted a tremendous amount of money. Some people think that some markets are actually saturated, they're overbuilt, and it's attracted too much money. What do you think? And yes, absolutely, that is true. And that is why it's really important to also do a feasibility report and understand what is coming in the, in your, in the city that you decide to invest and understand prices, trends, and, and everything else that goes with real estate, like demographics, job growth, population growth, etc. One of the segments that we've seen in storage that is dramatically underserviced, at least in some of the markets that we've looked at, uh, is a very simple form of storage, and that's outdoor storage for both construction equipment, for construction materials, for essentially anything, any high-value piece of equipment. It needs to be in a fenced yard that's secured uh, with cameras and lights, and that's about it. I have never come across that segment, but it does sound very, very interesting. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing it in a number of different geographies where uh, there there's a real shortage. Whether it's car dealerships that are sitting on too much inventory, whether it is paving companies that have you know just really large expensive equipment that they want secured. There's all kinds of different applications like that that are looking for that kind of storage. Is this an area that you're investigating and to potentially invest in? Yes. Yes. That sounds great. Something we've been investigating in a few areas. So, and we're definitely seeing the opportunity. I mean, one of the differences between the world of startups and the world of uh, real estate investing, when you have an idea, you're trying to develop a transformation in the industry. You're, you've got the risk of developing a successful business, but you have the second risk, which is even the larger risk of the market developing. So you've got market risk on top of business risk. And the compounding of those two forms of risks is what makes the chances of success vanishingly small in a technology startup, whereas in the world of real estate, the market's already developed. You're already seeing the opportunities. You're seeing the flow of money whizzing past your face. And all you have to do is step in the pathway and some percentage will fall in your pocket. That's one of the things that I really love about real estate investing in markets that already have a demonstrated track record. 
I agree. And real estate has been proven over several decades. And it is, it's an incredible form of investment. The, the key is obviously to do the right due diligence and make sure that you can hold that property through a potential downturn. And you are good to go. It will continue to, to rise. And it's an incredible form of investment with tax breaks and everything else. You're not an actual developer. You're not necessarily actively running the businesses yourself. You're attracting investment largely in Silicon Valley and other locales like that. What are you hearing from your clients, from your investors? It's really interesting that a lot of people here in Silicon Valley, they don't know much about real estate. They're very tech savvy. So they have been engineers that have made good money and are making good money. And so there is an education process that has to happen there. They really don't even know that they, there are a ton of tax breaks for real estate investing. So uh, it's, it's very educational for them, but they are definitely open to it. What does that look like? Are you holding meetings over coffee, meetings over dinner, webinars? How does that work? Oh, mostly coffee. It's, everything here is very casual, <laughs> as you probably know. <laughs> mostly over coffee. So for the listeners at home, if you're listening to this, obviously you're listening to a podcast. Stephanie also is the host of a podcast. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So uh, as I was learning uh, the retail world of real estate investing, I realized that there were a ton of residential podcasts out there and multifamily podcasts. And I decided to create one called Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z. And we only talk about commercial properties, meaning uh, retail, office, self-storage, and industrial. I love it. That's a segment that I think it's not getting as much attention as it deserves these days. So it, that's great that you're doing that because there's definitely uh, a subset of the market, a ton of money to be made in those segments. And uh, so good for you for focusing on that. That's a very smart move. Thank you. And I also love your podcast because you're very straightforward and you keep things on, on point. <laughs> and we also value that at our podcast as well. I love it. So if folks want to get in touch, they want to learn more. What's the best way? They can reach out to me on LinkedIn by searching my full name or our website, montecarlorei.com. So definitely reach out to Stephanie. That's spelled S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y, Boldrini, B-O-L-D-R-E. I-N-I. Reach out to our MonteCarloREI.com. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you, Stephanie. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.